podcast and channel. I'm your host Steph Desar and in today's episode I'm sharing ways on how you can connect with your ancestors. So before I get started don't forget to like and subscribe this channel with Divine Feminines on YouTube and all major podcast platforms as Apple, Spotify, Google, you name it and also Instagram and TikTok we are available at Divine Feminines with a Z at the end. Why like and subscribe this channel where we've got everything from everyone, men and women, who are really trying to become their best selves. You know, we have empowerment for mind, body and soul, self-mastery, divine feminine, divine masculine and balancing those two energies, moon manifestation, energy guidance and portal guidance at those key points in the year. So how you can best navigate and just make the most of that energy to create the life of your dreams. Um, So why wouldn't you want to subscribe? So let's get started. Connecting with your ancestors. This is something that I felt very personal about and I've all of my episodes are personal to some extent because they are topics that I really relate to but this one it goes a bit more deeper right now I'm in Africa and there is a real reason why I'm here I've been traveling so I've not been in the same place um, currently in Tanzania in Zanzibar but before this I was in Kenya in Nairobi and the reason why I decided to go was because my family grew up and lived there my parents were both actually born there they didn't know each other at that point but they both were born there in the 40s and i had so many stories about their you know childhood their younger years and two birds wanted to come and hang out um and fight over a bit of food that one of them got anyway digressing um this is gonna happen this is what's been happening in these episodes if i (laughs) if i um decide to be out here it just ends up being a bit of a animal show or a nature show but you can hear it through the leaves blowing and the trees moving and swaying in the ocean um so i hope you enjoy the background sounds so yeah i really felt like you know I've always wanted to connect and understand that part of their life and I have a very interesting background where it's involving Portuguese, Indian and African ancestry um, and diaspora of my family moving um, and different mixes and different cultures coming together. So growing up I had the, you know, the advantage of having those three kind of cultures uh, play a role in my upbringing and in in whether it was music or food or sort of cultural traditions and things like that but it's different when you're growing up in Europe and in the UK because yes that helps you in some way but you need to kind of go back to the roots of it and you know your ancestors or your elders and your grandparents parents grandparents great-grandparents great uncles aunties all of that cousins and stuff they help to create that feeling. They help to really bring that energy to you. If you're not in the actual place of where these things have, have taken place or you weren't there at the point of their upbringing or when you know older family generations were in certain parts of the world and things like that. Now, some of you may have this in your family where there's been a lot of movement. Um, I think I've got family on every single continent on the wo- in the world except for Russia. That's what I realized the other day. I actually think it's, yeah, six continents of the seven. So that's really interesting. (laughs) But that's a really interesting way to connect, to obviously talk to family, to get to know family more, learn the stories. But I find that being able to go to the root of it really will 
help my own personal discovery, self-discovery, my own healing, but also understand my ancestors and my family and their lineage much more. So this year has been 10 years since my mother passed away and she was born in Nairobi, Kenya. And um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to go back there with her while she was alive because my parents said, oh, we're going to go back there at some point. And they didn't. They'd go back to like Goa where we've got our roots and my great-grandparents. Some of my great-grandparents were there. Some were in Portugal. And so there was a mixing. Um, but we've got land and roots there. So I'd spent loads of time in Goa. But I can't believe I never went back to Africa. And I guess I was waiting for my parents to go because, you know, you want to be there with them and you want to experience it with them. Unfortunately, my mum passed and, you know, someone passing can be a really hard thing. Um, really, really hard, especially when it's a parent, it's someone that's been very prominent in your life. And it can be so life-changing. You know, I didn't realise at the time, which was 2013, that that was actually probably creating the initial stages of my awakening. Because at the time, if I look back, I'm like, was I really awakening? But you, things have to get worse to get better. And I truly believe that. So when I look back, I'm like, okay, these things were happening for a reason. Now, it was really hard at the time to deal with the, the passing of my mother. And I was a very different person then. But now when I look back 10 years, I understand the contract that she had for her own presence here on earth and the contract she had with me and why I wouldn't really be the woman that I am today if my mum was still alive. And, and that's actually quite an interesting finding or an evaluation because this was all meant to be and it's all for our highest and best good. Everything's always happening for our highest and best good and we have to understand and see that but really believe it because it's hard to when you're in the, the height of maybe what feels like your life is being torn apart and your stability is being ripped apart. It's just you can't listen to what anyone else says. Everyone was saying to me at the time, time's a healer. And I was like, really? And um, at the time, it just didn't make sense. And the first few years was really tough. As I think I got past five years and got on to sort of six, seven years, it started to become more known to me that I know the reason of why what's happened has happened and what my purpose is and my journey as a rising divine feminine. And I'm taking on that responsibility and that baton for myself, my mother, and the female lineage in my family, and the collective female, females, the divine feminines, and hence why I'm here on this podcast, so I said to myself, it's 10 years from my mum's passing, it's also, it was her birthday the day before, so you know, you can't make this stuff up, born on the 6th, died on the 7th of March, um, and I just said, I'm going to go, because like last year I went to Costa Rica, it was incredible, I was with the water, with the nature, in the rainforest, under a beautiful, the Noaka waterfalls, stunning waterfalls, if you, if you know of them, and I was there in, in the pool of the waterfalls, just admiring it and just celebrating my mother's life, and really giving thanks and just meditating with that nature, and this time around I was there, I just really wanted to be something quite close, um, so it was... I was actually trying to go to Brazil. How funny is that? And my mum's name is Brasilia. So, you know, she used to always make this joke that, you know, I'm named after Brazil. And I thought, yeah, maybe it's Brazil. But I couldn't quite get the trip together. Like, I couldn't get the right flights. And 
couldn't really get it to work the way I wanted it to. And something was telling me this is maybe this is not the plan. And then it just clicked. Nairobi. Why don't I go to Kenya? And I really wanted to go with my dad, but he was travelling already and it meant that it would have been a bit challenging to try and manage between his already planned travels and he was already away to try and do it. And I thought, well I could still do this. I could actually still go ahead and do it on my own. And I'm I'm a very free-spirited person I'm very nomadic in my ways if you see the episodes I travel everywhere and I'm literally going from here to there to everywhere so I thought this is a great way to celebrate her life and connect with my mum and my ancestors because my mum's my dad is actually buried in Nairobi and he died when she was very young so she she always wanted to go back and see his grave and that's a way to connect with ancestors. So I thought, yeah, this is a great moment. So once I made that decision, slowly but surely, things started to align and make more and more sense. I found out that I had family on my dad's side that was still there, um, that my dad didn't really know too well. He knew, but didn't know. It was my granddad's cousin who's still alive. Can you believe that? He's a bit younger than my granddad because my dad, granddad would be over a hundred now. My grandma, his wife, lived to a hundred. So she did well, rest her soul. Um, and she lived on till 2016. So I was very fortunate to have that grandparent in my life for so many years and to learn so much from her actually, because that was a true blessing because all my other grandparents had passed, unfortunately. So that was a real blessing for me. And we had a very fond relationship and I used to spend loads of time and go over to Canada to see her and go on many family holidays with her. So I used to spend a lot of time. So I said to myself, I'm going to go and I'm going to do this. And yeah, found out that, that, and it just was very strange because I have a family tree and I got this email about certain somebody with the name of my great grandmother. So her name was Stephanie as well. And I was like, wait a minute, they've got the same surname. So I was being shown by the universe that actually there's family for you. And I didn't realise at the time that my dad said to me a few days before coming on my trip, um... I think it was about a week before coming on the trip actually and he said I think your granddad's cousin's there like my second cousin or something he's over there that they're in they're in Kenya and so I checked with another cousin and he was like oh my god I spoke to our uncle today like I was like no way he's like yeah he stays in touch with my dad who lives in Goa so um god bless my cousin because he met, managed to make it happen and get the number and I was able to communicate and I was able to just make that bridge and be like, I'm your first cousin's granddaughter. And I live in the UK and I'm coming out to Nairobi. And it was amazing because he was like, oh, we'd love for you to come and visit. I'd love for you to meet my children, my family, um, come over for lunch. And I was like, wow, just in two messages, I've already got lunch planned for the second day that I've arrived in Kenya. Uh, so this was just amazing. And I think, it's really activated so much in me. I've got to even find the cemetery that my mum's father, my grandfather, is buried in. And that was so activating for me. And I can't tell you how expansive and how how much of a blessing it was. I just felt my angels, my ancestors all around me in this moment. And it has continued to be bringing like love and blessings and alignment even more and this is why I really feel you know connecting with your ancestors there's so much to gain from it not only can you connect with them and, and realize that then you're not alone you're, you're not you're not alone at all and that they're there 
and that you can communicate with them in you know a slightly different way of them being there in a physical sense but if you keep your eyes open and you're open with your open heart to connect you can really feel their presence and they will come in whether that's through symbols signs dreams there's so many ways that they will come in yesterday i was sat at the pier and a robin came by and just didn't want to move and he kept flying and coming back and coming back and coming back it was actually quite cute and sweet and i was like there's something about this robin and then i found out that a robin can visit you when it's a past loved one and i really felt that that was my mum. and it was such a beautiful moment for me and i shared that with my family so for all those of you that are listening whether you've lost a parent or a grandparent or someone in your family or you just really want to connect with your ancestors because you want to bring in healing for yourself and for your ancestors and i'll do another episode on healing your ancestor lineage but first i think it's worth talking about how we connect with them because in order to connect with them then we can take it to the next level to start healing within ourselves as we heal we heal them as well and, and that's a very powerful bit piece of work we can do and they are there watching over us helping us so we can ask for their assistance and that is just incredible and, I, and if you didn't know that that exists it does and if you're open to allowing that to exist then it will come through for you so ways you can really connect with your ancestors i thought i'd just give you that background of what really has motivated me to make this episode and to create this episode i'm going to go through a couple of ways that you can really start to connect with them um, like i said you can travel that's definitely one way if you want to go to lands where they lived or where there's still family and you can see and witness where they grew up there could be still family there that can tell you stories and things like that or you can go and visit landmarks which is exactly what i did um, when i'm in goa i definitely go and see certain parts like my, my grandfather's house and but on both sides of the family I'll do things like that I'll go to certain locations or things like that to really just connect in you can totally go and do that one of the most popular ways and it's a very powerful way to have this continuity of connecting with them is to create like a little shrine or an altar and it's not that you're worshipping them like they're a god but you know everyone has god in them god goddess in them but it's more of a memorial um, in a joyful and happy way where you can have pictures of them or you can have some things that they've given you whether it's jewellery or a memento you can have family pictures and you can have some crystals some candles and it's a very high vibrational space maybe you have a bit of palo santo some, you know maybe you cleanse there as well which is really dedicated to them and you can even have things on that little shrine or altar that was very reminiscent of them, that really it might be some of their belongings or it could be something that they really liked. Or if you've, you know, I know in some traditions, some um, cultures will make food and also leave it out for their ancestors, some food and some drink when they're celebrating. So some cultures do do that. And that's a really, this is a really nice way to have this little, you know, shrine and um, like place of dedication that you may already have a little place where you go and meditate so putting a few um, pictures up is a really nice thing. It's really funny because I've got a candle of my grandmother, the one that lived to 100. Her name is Valentina and born on Valentine's Day. And it's a picture of her and that candle is actually in my kitchen and that's the best place. That's where she was the best. This woman cooked the most amazing dishes until the age of 96. She actually stayed, she was at home well and in 
full, full fit shape till 96. Then she took a little bit of a tumble and then had to kind of go um, and be in the hospital and in a care home after that. But I think 96 years of her life, wow, that's incredible. And she was cooking the best food. So sometimes, you know, I like having her in the kitchen because I talk to her and when I'm cooking, I smile at her and I'm like, what do you think of this? And it's really nice. So that's my way of doing it. I actually haven't made one for my mum yet. And I've been deciding what feels right because I feel like I'm on the move so much that I feel like it's got to be something that moves with me. And I think that that just stays in my heart. But I am thinking of doing a couple of other things at home that will create those um, sort of shrine or altar kind of sort of equivalents, let's say. Because it doesn't have to be one altar. It could be little things around different rooms even that you might want to have it or you want to have it in one particular room and it's all together. The next one's around visiting graves of your ancestors. Now, a lot of people get spooked out about going to graveyards. I have not, and I think it's probably from a young age when my, my uncle had passed and we were like only about 13, 14. And then thereafter, I used to go with my cousin to his grave loads. We used to make it a little bit of a weekend trip and we'd go every couple of weeks and we'd do a whole walk into a very, very large cemetery. And cemeteries can be so beautiful, especially on a hot summer's day. When you go in the daytime, such beautiful places. And it's all in the mind, really. If you think that it's spooky, then of course you're going to feel scared. So I think I really overcame that. But maybe it's the Scorpio in me that's not too afraid of death and things like that. But going to the graves of your ancestors, loved ones and things like that. Now, what I do is when, I'm, when I am in the UK, I try my best to go on like a Sunday or a Saturday. And it's my little ritual and I'll do a long beautiful walk um, in the area that my mum's buried in and then I'll go and then I'll see her or I'll go and see her first and then I'll do a lovely walk and then I'll go and like break my fast get some shopping and things like that and it would, I make it into a, a few hours in my afternoon and that's my day where I'm actually with myself a lot I'm doing me but then I'm also spending time with my mum and it's such a lovely moment and it's you know there's times where I go and I'll put flowers you can put like they can put gifts and things on the grave some cultures will pour some drink or I sometimes play some music if it's a lovely sunny day I literally sit down and I meditate and I sunbathe there a little bit get some light activation play some music have a little chat with my mum and you know you know you might if you want you can even take some grass or dirt from there and bring it and put it into a little jar or something and have it on your auto that's another way of bringing you know some of that now some of you may not have uh, the cemetery to go to because you have the ashes and it might you know everyone uh, goes different ways and decides different sort of ways of being buried or cremated um, so if you've got ashes then you could do it in your home and you could kind of create that sense or you could take it in the garden or you know something that will make sense for you Another way to connect is, I really like this, is hosting a family gathering and bringing the family together to honour your loved ones and have memories. So, you know, almost saying to your family, family, oh, you know, we've got grandma's passing, granddad's passing and whoever, and I'd really like to do a little reunion and we'll cook. And you could even do it and you could actually be the one that could take on a lot of work if you're cooking, but get everyone involved, give everyone a task just bring everyone together with the real objective of just celebrating life life of your own because you know we are here on earth right now so we can't you know we've got to be present with that but then also remembering them and their and their gifts and their legacy that they've 
bestowed and left onto us that we can take and that has helped us in our lives. So that's a really, another really lovely way to connect and to bring everyone together. And actually, as a nice spin-off from that, like a continuation, reminiscing with old photos and albums of your family. So if you're doing that kind of get-together, it's really nice to do it, like in person and get the photos out and talk through stories and things like that. Um, someone said to me the other day, which is really beautiful, that their family built a beautiful book about their grandparents and it tells about the story of their life. And I think that that is so beautiful um, because, you know, for many generations to come, they'll be able to understand their grandparents, great-great-grandparents and, and what their life was like and who, what they were like as people. And, you know, you can learn a lot about yourself through, you know, through your ancestors too and the similarities and, and where maybe you have come on your journey and why you have the journey you have too. Um, and, you know, as you're looking at photos, say like you're doing it on your own, you can also talk to them, you can just sit with them, meditate with those photos. But it's really nice when you do it with family as well. I recently, because I've been traveling and it's my mum's anniversary, we have a group chat and we were just doing loads of sharing of pictures of my mum and music that she liked. And it was really lovely. It brought a really nice vibe for the day of her anniversary and we were just very connected through sharing pictures and music and I really enjoyed that. You can also look to craft together. So were there things that your ancestors like ancestors liked doing? I know my grandma and my mum loved cooking, loved knitting and crocheting. So are there like activities, even it could be a sport, that they liked doing and that you could that you enjoy as well and that you could do in memory of them and actually knowing that as you're doing it they're there with you like i said in my kitchen i've got a candle of my grandma and when i'm cooking i just really feel like i look over and i see her there and i'm like yeah this is going to taste really good but it's a very meditative task when you're cooking and you're in the moment and you're present it's really lovely it really centers you and makes you very present so it's a really lovely way to be with your you know your ancestors and um and even when you're eating the food you know there's a there's a joyful moment of sharing and experiencing those activities together even though if they're not physically there they're there with you in spirit you can also even create like a tea blend so are there herbs and you know fragrances and spices that they really liked and that you could make your own sort of mix of teas because you can mix lavender chamomile spices cloves cardamom to make a tea blend that really gives an aroma and a feeling of home and, and a memory of them. And actually you could then, you know, create your little tea blend and serve it up and drink it and meditate with it, sit with it, just really, as you're having this and consuming it, really feel the presence of them there with you. And remember, as, you, as I'm mentioning all these ideas of how you can connect, these are moments for you to also thank them, ask them for help, ask them to give you and support if you need that in your journey this is not just connecting and then oh I've connected it's connecting and really creating some continuity with it and you can continue to do this it doesn't have to be on a set day at set times just when you're feeling called or you might want to have set days and set times but don't feel like it has to be a regimental routine and it has to be done a set way it's whatever you feel aligns for you you can even write letters and I always talk about journaling you can even write what's on your mind that day where you need help what you what would they do in your situation and 
you can actually write it in a journal. You can even ask and call them in to bring in messages, signs, answers to help you better understand, you know, how, how to navigate or what wisdom they could bestow on you in that moment. You might just want to say, you know, your gratitude, tell them the updates and what's been going on in your life. It's a really nice way to connect with them. Another one is my favourite is really connecting and researching the lineage. I've got my family tree on genie.com and it is massive. I can't believe how massive it is. It goes to like 15 times cousins removed or something like that. It's crazily big and I'm very grateful for my aunt that set it up like maybe a good 20 years ago. I think she set it up or 15 years ago and it's really you can build on it and like that. We've even just got the free version but there's so much in that version that you can just add and then track and then invite other family people in and everyone can log details information and help to add people into the mix so doing this is really great but you can also research with using archives speaking to other family members building this history and this capturing um of of everyone's story as much as you possibly can and, and, and a way of documenting it so it can pass down to other generations going forward which is really lovely um and dreaming with your ancestors, you know, you can definitely bring them into your dreams. Now, you may have had them in your dreams many a times, but you can consciously ask them to visit you in your dreams. You can do that through your meditation or just before going to bed. And in those moments of the dreams, make a real point to remember what's happened. And um, I'm sure that if you've consciously asked them to join you in your dreams, then in that dream, you can talk to them and, and share what you want to share or ask and um, even in the dreams, some of those answers might come through or thereafter they might come through or signs might follow thereafter. So be really open to the fact that you can really call them in your dreams. You can connect with them in your dreams and that they're still very present. Look, my final thing to say here is that just because they've passed in the physical sense, they haven't passed in terms of their presence, their energy, their spirit. They still live on. They live it on through you and through your family here to help and support you and it's very hard like I said at the beginning to lose someone and we can feel this massive feeling of loss but when we realize that actually we haven't lost at all and that we've gained we've gained a whole energetic archangelic support system and there's a big support system behind us we can really 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 benefit from it and feel supported and guided throughout that and i've had so many moments where i can't even relay them back because there's just multiple moments where i'm just like i know that that was my mom or i felt that that was my grandma sometimes it's just her name coming up but certain things happening and i'm like you're watching over me you're helping me in these moments and i really am grateful so with that being said i hope that this episode helped you and I hope that maybe you'll be able to try out some ways to connect with your ancestors. And I will definitely do an episode of how to, you know, heal your ancestral lineage. Because many of you that are awakening and that are on this spiritual journey are here to not just heal yourself, but to heal generations of your family. And this is big work. So there'll be more to come on this. And I will be sharing more about my um, family ancestral discoveries and findings along the way too so with that being said sending you lots of love peace light and abundance mwah, mwah, mwah. bye